Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon in Las Vegas for tomorrow's final of the NBA's in-season tournament. And I'm Frank Isola in New York for tomorrow's big 7 a.m. pickup soccer game, which involves me and a bunch of other old guys. Frank, anybody who's anybody in the national sports media is here. Well, what are you doing? They told me I'm on with you Friday. They told me to stay in New York. By the way, some of the guys in that game are even younger than LeBron, which is, which I think probably says more about LeBron. <laughs> uh, but they're not as willful as LeBron. No. That's for darn no. sure. Welcome to PTI. Tony couldn't quite finish up the week. So here to pick up his slack is our closer, is our great friend, Mr. Frank Isola. I think, I think they're disappointed in me. I could, I could hear it. I think they, they, they sound a little weak on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> Let's start with the Lakers rolling over the Pacers and into tomorrow's final of the NBA's first in-season tournament. LeBron scored 30 points on 75% shooting while the Pelicans barely bothered to compete. Final margin, 44 points. Frank, what's the headline to you? The Lakers win hmm. or the Pels no-show? Well, the Pelicans are the sidebar here. And Zion Williamson, it was basically the most significant game the guy's played in since he was at Duke. Yeah. He takes eight shots. Yeah. He's a minus 33. And after the game, he says, I should have been more aggressive. What were you waiting for? This was your moment right here <laughs> against LeBron and the Lakers. But the story, of course, is LeBron James. And, Mike, let's face it. Whoever was skeptical about this tournament, I'm not going to mention any names, but this tournament Me. needed a player of LeBron's stature and status and greatness to play well and to take it seriously like he did, when we know a lot of other players did as well. Jason Tatum was upset when the Celtics lost. Obviously, Giannis last night was upset after the Bucks lost. But LeBron playing like this in that moment, he's still the best player out on the court. He only played 23 minutes, which, by the way, sets him up for tomorrow night for the final. It's not like they ran him into the ground. The Lakers are 6-0 and in the in-season tournament, and LeBron James, who's won more than everybody else currently in the NBA, it means something to him because, yes, it's about money, but it's also about a trophy in the end. So the real competitive players in the NBA, like LeBron, want to win, and that's why he played like that last night. Yeah, Frank, I'm going to go further. LeBron has separated himself in this tournament, and I don't even care about the tournament. It's great that he's undefeated. I don't care about any of that. The most overused word when we talk about sports is legacy, because usually it means nothing. It's jack nothing, all right? It's overused. People don't even know what it is. In this case, it isn't. LeBron wants his name on that hardware. The first yeah, one. The first only one. Get the first right. one, right? The first one. So guess what? Russell's name can't be on it, Magic's name, Bird's name, Jordan's name, Isaiah's name. None of their names, Akeem, none of their names are on it. Not yep. Kobe. His name is going to be on it because they're going to beat Indiana. They're going to beat them convincingly. So I, his will, Frank, his will to win is what matters. I mean, he wanted this game. He was like on the first bus. Like we were barely getting ready to tip off the first game, and LeBron was already there. Just working yeah. himself into a lather. And that greatness is what the NBA needed. Yes, I was a skeptic. That's right. I'm still sort of a skeptic. I don't think LeBron's greatness doesn't need to be validated by a trophy. But the fact that he wants it is what exactly. matters. That's what matters this weekend. But, 
Yeah, but Mike, you and I sat here a few weeks ago and I told you, your buddy Michael Jordan, if he was in this, his only thought would be winning it. I don't get the tournament. How yeah, does the format work? Michael Jordan's thing you would be, if I win every game, I'm going to win. And Kobe Bryant would be the same way. Giannis <laughs> is that same way. way. Win. The real yes. players want to win, Mike, and it means something to them. They do. Absolutely. And he listen, he's the most real of the real players playing this game today, LeBron James. He is. Yeah, he, he was tremendous. Still the best player out there. And that, you know, the Pelicans needed a guy like LeBron to tell them, this is important, let's try to win this. All right, meanwhile, the Lakers, they're going to meet the Pacers in tomorrow's final. How about Tyrese Halliburton? He had 27 points, 7 rebounds, 15 assists, and no turnovers to lead Indiana Man. over Milwaukee. Pacers coach Rick Carlisle called Halliburton a transcendent player. So, Mike, where would you rank him among the league stars right now? Well, he's first team. And by the way, those numbers that you're reading, those are Magic Johnson, John Stockton, yeah. Chris Paul. He's in control of the game. And he's playing at a pace that is like Showtime Lakers pace, maybe even faster because the pace of today's game is simply faster. Wow. First team, along with Shea Gilgis-Alexander, uh, uh, Anthony Edwards, uh, who am I leaving? Those three have to be on a Joker and LeBron. There's my yeah. first team right now at the moment. And so, listen, he's a wonder to watch. I mean, he listen, here's the, important, the most important thing, Frank. He says he wants to be to Indiana the guy who's like a yeah. Pied Piper, who people want to play with. Who the hell doesn't want to play with him? That's he's right. going to get you the ball. He's going to make it easier for you. Of course you want to play with him. That doesn't mean that the biggest free agents of the day will go to Indianapolis. It doesn't mean that. But I tell you what, if you're looking for a destination and you can go play with him, if you're late in your career, you're chasing a ring and you can add on to what the Pacers are doing, my goodness, they got a coach, Rick Carlisle, who knows what the hell he's doing, who wears a championship ring. They got the requisite role players on that team. Yep. They got to play some defense, which they don't do. And they got to have some heartbreak because that's what happens in the NBA to young teams. But Halliburton is must-see TV. And yesterday was the first time a great many people have seen him play good for them and for him. Now, you're 100% right. And you think about the NCAA tournament. Every year, there's a star that emerges. You get to the Final Four, a star emerges. But Tyrese Halliburton has been introduced to the country over the last two games that he's played against Boston, considered the top team in the East, and now against Milwaukee, a lot of people consider the second-best team in the East. And he had 58 points, 28 assists, and zero turnovers in those two zero. games. Zero. And by zero. the way, yeah. and Indiana does not walk the ball up. They're not. This isn't no. the 50s Indiana high school no. basketball. They're actually playing at a pace, and he has zero turnovers. So this, the, the crew here that they tell me that I'm a diva, I don't do anything, they said, Frank, look up your own stats. I came up with one for you, Mike. In NBA history, there have been four times where a player has had 13 assists and zero turnovers in consecutive games. It's happened four times. John Lucas, the, uh, Jason Williams did it, and Tyrese Halliburton has done it twice. That's NBA wow. history. You want wow. to talk about a guy that's exploded wow. onto the scene. Man. You know what else you love about it? Yes. He plays hard. He competes. He plays with joy. Yes. And he's smart. How about and he's he was engaging. That's on right. off How the about, court. He's engaging. He wants to be there. He's trying to right. play every game. Love this kid. Love him. Mike, how about, how about late in the game, he's got Brook Lopez on him, patient, patient, backs out, Ooh. beats him to the basket for a layup. And then, of course, the yeah, dagger yeah. three with the Dame time. What a performance by him. Outstanding. 
They're worth, they're, they're, they're worth watching. They, they, at some point, they got to play some defense on that, that team. Just, but we're not at that point yet, Frank. Yeah. We, we'll get there yeah. and, and whatever, April. Yeah. We're not yeah. there right but now. You, yeah. There's so much fun yeah. to watch. And now to the NFL. And last night's groaner in which the lowly Patriots <laughs> beat the lowly Steelers 21-18. to 18. Yes, they're lowly now. Anthony Irwin Kornheiser was also a big loser as the teams combined for 39 points easily, beating the 30-point over-under, which he touted the other day. But let's focus on the Patriots and Steelers, Frank. Where does this result leave each of them? Well, for New England, it's the same old, same old. Bill Belichick always beats Mike Tomlin. Now he's 10-3. and three. And one thing about New England, the results have been awful this year, and everyone's questioning Bill Belichick. Does he have it anymore? Should he still be the coach? You know, coming into this game, they'd only given up 26 points, a total of 26 points in their previous three games. The problem is they're inept on offense. They had scored 13 points in those three games, but a total of 13. But the defense and the team, I don't believe they've quit on Bill Belichick, and last night proved it. But if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, over the course of five Man. days, are you really losing at home to the Cardinals? And then New England, you started out 6-3. and three. You're now 7-6. and six. And a couple of weeks ago, you fire offensive coordinator, which is something the Pittsburgh Steelers don't do. They don't make moves like no, that in do. season. Middle of the season. Because players in the they locker don't. room are complaining. Well, how's it working out? You, you've lost the last two games, and players are still complaining in the locker room. It wasn't the offensive coordinator's fault. Last night, they weren't put on fourth and two. They're throwing a fade pattern on fourth and two with the game on the line. It's a disaster right now the last five days for Pittsburgh. Yeah, Frank, it, it is. And, and this is not about the coach. I'm not going to turn this into a referendum on, on the great Mike Tomlin. They're no. not any good. Sometimes yeah. we don't want to say that anymore. We want to find all these million excuses with layers of analytics. The Patriots have no offense to speak of, and their defense has been great. And at least the guys on that side of the ball are not just buying into Bill Belichick, but doing their jobs, to quote somebody in a hoodie. The Pittsburgh Steelers aren't any good. So we can look. The only thing that may keep them in this is that so many teams in today's NFL are not any good. They're just not any good. They're just layers yeah. of teams out there like that. And maybe the Steelers will get enough of a whiff of them to make the playoffs in the last couple of weeks. But they're not. Let's knock the Steelers off the radar for a couple of those weeks. Yeah. We're taking a break. But coming up, Michigan is reportedly working on a contract extension for Jim Harbaugh. What's the word for that? And how important is it for the Chiefs to beat the Bills on Sunday? Yeah. Are you getting warm weather out there at least? I saw you with a jacket no, on last I got, night. No, I had to go buy a coat. I had to go buy an overcoat to be on the set last night. People don't realize that... Pardon the interruption is presented by Great Goose. Vive la vodka. Please sip responsibly. Part of happy hour and in part by Macy's. The NFL schedule drops this week, and you can be there to catch all the action, live and in person, with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, 
Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. Welcome back to Pardon the Interruption, presented by Grey Goose, part of Happy Hour. Time to fill in some blanks with fill in Frank. What's first? It's blank that Michigan is reportedly working on a big contract extension for Jim Harbaugh. Frank, Sports Illustrated is reporting that this big contract extension would pay Harbaugh $11 million a season if he signed it. And what they're waiting for is a written agreement from Harbaugh that he won't go to the NFL. And so all yeah. of that means it's naive that Harbaugh would get this big extension. It's naive. Look, it's time for Harbaugh to go. Two suspensions? How many suspensions is the limit in NCAA for any coach, college football or otherwise? Jim Harbaugh is a great coach, but he's also got a great record of 44-19-1 in the NFL. Um, he developed a guy named Colin Kaepernick along the way. It's naive. They just tried, Michigan did. No, they didn't try. They cut his pay two years ago. People were ready to run him out because he couldn't beat Ohio State and he couldn't get deep enough in the, in the CFP. It's naive that he's going to just forget all of this, forget the NFL, and stay at Michigan. That's insane. Yeah, that's why I think it's predictable. Number one, all he ever does is sniff around the NFL, so I think he's going to do that. The language in the contract, they want him to avoid doing that for at least one year. But you have to admit, Mike, only a Michigan man could paint himself as a martyr and yet get an offer five years, $55 million, in a year where he was suspended for six games. Six games he was suspended, yeah. and he's actually going to get a raise out of that. But I will and I will say this. The guy's a great coach. They got, a gr- obviously, a terrific great chance to, fi- to finally win the whole thing. But h- how about the money they're throwing around at him right now? He still won't be the highest-paid yeah. coach. But here's a guy that started the season on the sideline, almost ended the season on the sideline, and now he's one win away from being in the national championship game. Yeah, I, I mean, look, they're not going to suspend you in the NFL because you scouted too hard or That's you right. recruited. And so just, you know, he didn't have to worry about that. At that level. What's next? Sunday's game against Buffalo is blank for the Chiefs. A reality check, Frank. A reality check for the Chiefs, who haven't been the invincible machine that all the pundits on every network say they are. I mean, come on. The Packers weren't even thought to be in any sort of playoff picture, much less position, and they took it to the Chiefs, and the Chiefs scored 19 points in that game? What happened to the vaunted Chiefs offense? I know what I think happened to it. We won't get into that today. Um, The Chiefs need to make a showing. And, yes, the Super Bowl champs need to have a showing. They're going to get the Bills, who everybody's picking on, their under the microscope this week, not the Bills, yeah. who we've seen, you know, be not so great, not so impressive several times. The Chiefs. 
reality check. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say it's home cooking for this reason. Because for the last five years, to get to the Super Bowl, you got to go through Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes is a great player. Patrick Mahomes only plays home playoff games. And they're in danger of losing that. But when I look at the Kansas City Chiefs, and it's hard to have a lot of faith in them, but come playoff time, the best player in the field is still going to be the guy under center for the Kansas City Chiefs. But if they want to get home field advantage, these are the games that they kind of have to win. And if I'm Buffalo, if you really think about kind of the demise of Buffalo, I know there's been a lot of factors over the years, especially injuries last year had a lot to do with it. But it all starts with that playoff game, that game that they should have won in Kansas City when yeah. obviously they, they, they should have won the that kick game. in Kansas City. Two plays later, they're kicking the field goal. The game's going to overtime and they're winning. But Kansas, all Patrick Mahomes does is play home playoff games, and they're in jeopardy of maybe having to go on the road to defend their Super Bowl championship if they can't get well, this Well, let's one. see what Josh Allen's got. Let's see if he can go through an important game without turning the ball over three or four times and really get his team back in a meaningful conversation. Let's see. That's the final word. Let's take one last break, but still to come. Could Marvin Harrison Jr. actually return to Ohio State? Huh? What? Speaking of reality. No Isaiah. No Isaiah Pacheco, by the way, for the Chiefs. And will the Spurs or Pistons finally win again tonight? That's another issue for the Chiefs. That's some long losing streaks they got going on. Fifth. (laughs) We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Pardon the Interruption is presented by Grey Goose. Vive la vodka. Please sip responsibly. Part of happy hour. Time to get happy, people. Happy 70th birthday tomorrow to World Be Free. Born Lloyd Bernard Free, the guard got nicknamed World by junior high friends in Brooklyn who saw him as all world. And later, he legally changed it. Free averaged 20 per game over a 13-year NBA career, topping out at 30, Frank, for the San Diego Clippers in 1980, the one season he was an all-star. He was also part of a loaded 1977 Sixers team that included Julius Irving, George McGinnis, and Doug Collins, but lost in the NBA Finals to Bill Walton and the Trailblazers. Free was limited in that series after suffering a collapsed lung, in their previous round against the Rockets. The pride of Canarsie High School. He was a great scorer with a great nickname, and every time you go to a Sixer game, I would love going on the court before the game. He'd be decked out in a great suit, Yes. and he loved talking basketball. I'd always ask him about his days in Brooklyn. Fashionista. Talking about scoring. In it. Ah, he was great. Unbelievable. Fashionista. He's great to run into now, too. Happy anniversary, yep. Earl Campbell. On this day 46 years ago, you won the Heisman. 
after leading the nation in rushing yards with 1,744 yards and rushing touchdowns with 18. The Texas team that was 11-0 and ranked number one before falling to Notre Dame in the Cotton Bowl. Mere stats cannot capture how Earl ran. When he wasn't sprinting around you, he was running literally through you. A few months later, the Houston Oilers took Earl first overall in the NFL draft, and he rewarded them in his first season by winning Rookie of the Year and Offensive Player of the Year, then winning league MVP in his second season. Yeah, good luck trying to stop him when he had a full head of steam. You know that stretch when he won the Heisman, Mike, from 72 to 83, this is how much the game has changed. 11 straight running backs won the Heisman Trophy. Guys like Johnny Rogers, George Rogers, Marcus Allen, Charles White, Because some analytics guy will tell you Earl Campbell couldn't help you. He'll tell you that. Happy trails to the NFL draft for Marvin Harrison Jr., the Ohio State star receiver and Heisman finalist, says he's still undecided as to whether he'll enter the upcoming draft. Harrison told reporters yesterday one of his goals this season was to beat Michigan for the first time in his college career, but the Buckeyes fell short in that regard. Quote, so I think that's a great motive to come back, close quote. Harrison finished this season with more than 1,200 receiving yards for the second consecutive season, but if he comes back, he'll have a different quarterback throwing to him. It's Kyle McCord, who was also his high school teammate, I think they played the other like five or six seasons, has entered the transfer portal. So his former high school teammate is in the portal. Does he go in the portal if he knows that Harrison is coming back? And why would he come? I get it. Beating Michigan is a great thing for him. I understand the whole he rivalry. Ain't coming back. Michigan, Ohio State. Why, why would you come not back? Coming. The guy is NFL it's ready. There's too much money at stake. Too I'm, good. I'm not, too it makes good. for a good story. He's not coming back. Want to see him in the Come midnight on. blue and orange, baby? We're running out of show, <laughs> Frank, so let's jump to the big finish. Mike McCarthy said he feels good after having his appendix removed. Plans to coach Sunday night against the Eagles. Your thoughts? I understand why he'd want to come back. He just got out of the hospital. But, Mike, worry about your health a little bit. But it is funny. When they're winning, you don't hear a lot about Mike McCarthy. When they're losing, no. you hear his name and Dak Prescott an awful lot. You don't really hear He's his name. He's got to be out there. Sorry. He's got to yeah. be out there. Uh, we'll see. The Jacks say Trevor Lawrence will likely be a game-time decision against the Browns. What's your reaction? I'd be hesitant. I think the Jaguars ought to be able to beat the Browns, no matter whether it's Joe Flacco or DTR at quarterback for Cleveland. Warriors at Thunder tonight. I know you are intrigued. <laughs> Absolutely. Shea Gilders-Alexander, Steph Curry. You know, the last time the Warriors played, even though they won, Steve Kerr was saying, our offense, we're getting off to such a slow start. He's actually thinking about changing the starting lineup. Do you think that yeah, can mean Clay Thompson? That would be interesting. Might have to. Will the Pistons or the Spurs finally end their losing streaks tonight? Pistons are not winning in Orlando. Spurs could beat the Bulls at home in San Antonio, but the Bulls have won three straight. I'm going to say both teams keep their losing ways going. Last one. Army-Navy tomorrow. I don't know if you've ever been to that game, but who you got in this one? All right, both teams are 5-6. and six. Army won 2017 in double overtime last year. They've won five of the last seven. But where I'm from, you go for Army because it's right up the road. What a beautiful place that is on the Hudson. We're out of time. Thanks for watching. I'm Frank Isola. And I'm Mike Wilbon. Have a great weekend, knuckleheads. Grant Thornton Invitational, first co-ed competition, PGA and LPGA in 25 years. Tony Finau and Nelly Quartershot, 16 under 56. Don't try that.